So we saw the flash. We saw the flash. The flash is out after years in development hell. Uh, after you know a reshuffling of the deck at DC, several, com- several completely new ownership and everything else. The Flash finally zoomed into theaters, and we have thoughts. We have many, many thoughts. I'm not sure Obviously. I have any more thoughts. I honestly, I think it melted my brain. I can't think anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the very least, I have thoughts. Okay. So. We're here to talk about the Flash, and I do want to preface this by saying that we are going to be doing spoilers. Uh, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, then you're absolutely going to want to make sure you see it. If you're concerned with spoilers before listening to our conversation, but certainly do come back if you decide that you need to jump off uh, to prevent yourself from being spoiled. But before we get into our actual review, of course, we always on this show play the Rotten Tomatoes game where. In this case, actually, I think I'll play too because I don't know the answer. Um, So for the first time ever, I will also play. Uh, Yeah, there's only three of us, so we might as well. Um, And so how it works is we're going to look at the tomato meter score and the audience score. The tomato meter is the critic score uh, and see which one of us gets closest to that without going over Price is Right rules. And whoever accomplishes that will win the game. Thank God, there's no dice involved. Cool. No, no dice. Uh, anybody want to start? I'll start. Yeah, uh, sure. I'll say critics will be 65, and I think audience will be 80. So for me, I'll, I'll, I'll go uh, critics, I'm going to guess 58. Um, Audience is tricky because those DC fans be, you know, they're not brigading yeah. these these things. That's why I don't trust the re- these these audience meters. The reactions um, I've seen from even our DC fans, like. But also, I wouldn't be surprised if you know Warner. I mean, they paid Tom. They gave Tom Cruise that bag. Uh, <laughs> who knows what else they did for for that uh, audience? I'm gonna give 82. So, what was your critics again? 58, 58, and 82. Got you. I'm going to say critics. I'm going to say 45 Ooh. for the critics. And I'm going to say audience 75. Okay, Kale, they're going very low. All right, so I will now look up the actual answer. Uh, and uh, – Let's see. I mean, this is an interesting one because The Flash has had so much um, hype. But what's the reality? Here we go. Critics. 283 reviews. Put The Flash at a 67. Wow. You said 65, so so you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the audience, though, the audience score was a hefty 85%. 85%. Y'all dumb as hell. <laughs> so I don't trust them. <laughs> so I think uh, that would mean that I win. No. That would mean, yeah, that would mean that I win. Because I had 65 and it was 67. Audience score, Tyler was closer, but not closer than I was on, on critics. Yep. So 
Um, wow, this is a fun game. Rigged again. Rigged again. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> the guy that went first and reads out the answers. He, oh, he won. He was the closest. I genuinely didn't know. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> we'll look know. before. We'll Scout's honor. Um, right? Fair enough. Uh, anyway, The Flash is, according to James Gunn, one of the greatest superhero films ever made. It's one of Tom Cruise's favorite films. The man had to call Warner to let them know how amazing he thought it was, and he can't stop talking about it, right? So what did the comics pals think of The Flash? Well, I hate to say it, but I did not like this movie. All right, good. I was afraid you were going to like it. (laughs) I I was going to lose respect. Damn, that's unfortunate. (laughs) Um, This movie made me angry, actually. Okay, good. This movie made me mad because I actually thought that there was a good movie somewhere in here. I thought that there were aspects of the movie that I enjoyed that made me think. Um, that actually affected me emotionally. I thought there were some strong emotional moments in the movie. Um, But I don't think I've ever in my life seen a movie that felt like it was more bogged down by having so many responsibilities that don't relate to the movie itself. Um, So many cameos and pop-ins and, you know, uh, 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 fan service and, machinations that the movie has to get from point A to point B on that I just couldn't find the soul of this film for most of it. I'm not saying there was no soul, but for most of it, it was, it was buried. I thought. Buried Alan. Buried alien. (laughs) You get that joke? (laughs) There's a, a, a reference in some comic book after, Barry Allen dies where it's very clearly a you know a blonde guy with a buzz cut and he's in like a heaven or whatever. He's like, I can't remember my name. It was something like buried alien. Anyway. <laughs> so so for me, I'll just read my letterbox review of this. Um, I said, uh, normally I'd complain about a $15 plus movie ticket, but in hindsight, it was the cheapest lobotomy I could have gotten. Um I hated this movie. I did not smirk. I did not laugh. I had no emotion in this movie at all. It did nothing for me. Um, besides make me angry. Um, some of the choices in uh, pl- like plots of problems, the, the, the screen time to give certain characters is a problem. The CG is a horrible issue. Um, possibly some of the worst special effects I've seen in, in a big budget movie in a long time. I, um, and I just don't think it's funny. Um, oh, I've got some shit to say about that. It, it is actively unfunny, honestly. Um, and it feels nothing like what I know the character of the flash to feel like. Um, yeah, it's, it's almost like, somebody just read the concept of, Oh, this guy runs fast. Let's, let's that's, that's the character. Uh, and that's it. I see no semblance of Barry Allen, the character in this movie. Um, and honestly, if this is like the death of like the pre DCU, um, good riddance, to be honest, mm. um, 
but by the end of this movie, it seems like they still didn't, don't even know what they want to do. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I would, uh, would not, <laughs> I was about to review and say I would not recommend this movie, uh, Save Your Money, um, but I guess we'll get to that towards the end. Hey, we haven't spoiled anything yet, so if people are still here that, that want to avoid spoilers, I think that's a great, uh, you know, if that's your opinion, that's a great message to send. I'll right be on Max in two months. Uh, I uh, I hated Ant Man three. Yeah, I like Ant Man three now. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was sold on Michael Keaton, and man, they did him dirty. Yeah, yeah. I just this was a mess. <laughs> and and I. I found it impossible to separate Ezra Miller yeah. out of it all, too. I don't know about you guys, but I just – I hate them. <laughs> like, uh, they're a criminal, first of all, uh, but also just the the character of Barry Allen that Ezra plays is just abominable. It's a It's a – Big Bang Theory's like <laughs> boomers version of uh, a millennial or a Gen Zer, like it's just. And then there were two of them through the whole film, and it wasn't even that. Like that would be one thing if it were like, you know, the 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 concept of the movie. And this isn't a trailer, so it's not really spoilers. He goes back. He goes back in time and meets his younger self. They make his younger self somehow. Far more annoying than he is. And it's, oh my God, it is grating. It's nothing is funny. I, it's a mess. And frankly, if I, oh, if it weren't for this podcast, that would be enough of DC for me. The, uh, the guy next to me, first of all, I went on a 2.30 show uh, on Friday. And there was a guy next to you? That's what, what I was going to say. Assi- theater assigned, assigned seating, empty theater, guy picked the seat next to me. Oh. Pissed oh, on purpose. I came in He pissed. did that on purpose. It started, I started <laughs> pissed. Uh, and also my theater, um, I guess, had the Spider-Verse issue with dialogue being low, um, but they didn't change it back. <laughs> so the so dialogue was just extra loud for me. Uh. Oh yeah, okay. Um, that's that's what happened to me too. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like they made the fix for Spider Verse manually, and they just never reversed it because um, that's what was happening in my theater. Uh, and I and I actually left the theater, talked to someone about it, and they were like, "No, it'll fix itself." It didn't. Um, so, <laughs> no, it's just that everyone's screaming, and that's <laughs> it. Could be. Could very much be. Yeah. Uh, let's 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 get into it. Yeah. So, again, if you don't want any spoilers, now would be a great time for you to drop off, watch the movie, and come back and listen to the rest of our conversation. But rolling right along, um, the movie begins with, truthfully, like one of the most insufferable sequences that I've ever seen, which features Ezra just simply picking up his 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 oh. you know breakfast order 
getting into an argument with the with the barista i i don't know what the the worker uh a, a very very obnoxious conversation in general yeah um and then has to go solve batman's problems not in central city so my first complaint within 10 minutes of the movie because that's how long they waited to put action in it uh was hey where are the rogues? Why is the Flash stopping crime in Gotham when Batman is there and presumably doesn't need help by and large to save Gotham? He has 57 Robins and he himself is an incredible hero. Why does he need the Flash? You wouldn't think so, the way this whole thing shakes out. There. Uh, Batman, Ben Affleck's Batman is you know, in the movie for the first portion. And he came off really bad. Yeah. Really, really bad. That can't possibly be the same Batman from Batman versus Superman, who was completely smoking villains. Like it seemed like no one could stop him. But in this movie, he's, he, he almost lost. If it wasn't for the flash, he would have lost against Falcone's son. Right. (laughs) What? Nobody. Who cares? Yeah. That, Batman can't hold one person's weight. That was crazy. I I thought it was disrespectful to Batman, but I also thought it was disrespectful to the Flash. Let in, in his own movie, how come he can't fight his own rogues? Just one. What rogue? Just, first of all, there are no, one. I there's don't no care. villain in this movie. Oh, Zod, sort of. Yeah, but. but like, it could have been any rogue, right? Just to show them. Just just to show how the Flash handles problems in Central City. Has this person ever dealt with any of the enemies? Have they ever come up? It was bizarre. Putting that aside. And that's a big aside. I know. The one time that it was very, very difficult for me to watch this movie and not put the Ezra aspect outside of my mind was when he was saving the babies. or I'm, Well, the character, yes. Yeah, yeah, he, he from... Yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. for the character was when he he being Barry as those pronouns are they they them let's get that out of the way if we're addressing he we're talking about Barry there you go thank you exactly so whenever the flash is saving those babies I I was like no you're putting babies in microwaves okay you put you put babies in microwaves but the real human Ezra put bullets in babies mouths so I, that was weird to me, and that took me out of the movie. At every other point, it was whatever. But that whole sequence was just straight up dumb. Uh, it didn't help me at all to understand how the Flash's powers work relative to life around him, which I thought was a huge problem in this movie, because I still don't get it. Is, is it that everything around him is slow and he's real fast? Because if that's the case, sometimes... Things are moving at the speed that he is as well. So like the the perfect example, everything that happened in that whole 30 minute opening or 20 minute opening happened in the frame of time that Flash, Barry Allen was away from getting his bagel or whatever his meal was. That doesn't make sense because he interacted with people who don't move fast. And there were, yeah, there were things that he had three different conversations as the Flash 
with Batman and Wonder Woman and Alfred while the guy was making his bagel and Barry, the secret identity, was supposed to be in, in the bathroom. Like, what? Ridiculous. I thought that was just absolutely silly. And then the CGI of it all. Like, what a fucking uncanny valley cartoon mess. Like, those babies, mess. man. It looked oh, like those, Ali- it was the Ally McBeal baby. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And somehow wow. worse. Worse. Yeah. What and I listen, uh, I'll put it out there. I found a copy of this film <laughs> and <laughs> it was hard to tell if that was the version quality or if it was the the actual film uh it was bad can confirm it was the film man um andy andy muschetti said yep that the cg particularly during the speed force sequences when they were in the speed force and seeing like characters around them when he was traveling through time that that was deliberate that it looked like celebrity deathmatch. Like it yeah. just, yeah. It, it just looked ridiculous. <laughs> like, look, you you know you create art. If you're telling me that that was your choice as an artist, as a creator, I can't say that I understand it. It didn't work for me. Yeah. I didn't get it. Yeah, that, was, that was copium. That was a copium response. That was like, yeah, all right, yeah. yeah. There's and not to just because we're here. The there's a a scene. In later on in the film, you know, that's like the big glory moment or whatever, where we see the multiverses and there's a, a, a section of the the unfilmed could have been, uh, was it Tim Burton, Superman? Yeah. With, uh, lives, with, right? yeah, yeah. With uh, Nicolas Cage as Superman. It's this long haired Nicolas Cage as Superman, supposedly, you know, fighting a giant spider. And they <laughs> at first. They only show like the back of Superman. I was like, okay, I know what this is. This is a good Easter egg for like me and people who know. But then he fights the spider and he turns around to see what's going on. And I, the comic person, know that that's supposed to be Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And it was the worst approximation. And I say that very specifically approximation of Nicolas Cage I have ever seen. It was it was um Luke Skywalker in first season of Mandalorian deep fake technology. Um yeah. but worse. <laughs> Somehow the technology did not improve. It went backwards. Ba- Barry must have went backwards in time and got the deep fake technology that way. Um it just wasn't good. And, and that same deep fake technology was used whenever both Barrys were in the same shot together. Man. And there was always one of them that was deep faked and it looked bad. Like fucking Lindsay Lohan and the parent trap looked better. Like they managed to pull that <laughs> off, but they couldn't pull it off in this multi-million dollar movie. It was, it's like, guys, I know the technology exists. It's not there yet. I'm sorry for a big budget movie. It's not there yet. We don't, we, we're not having, we haven't gotten that good at it. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it was, uh, much like a barrier in this movie, this felt rushed. Um, like the technology felt rushed in this movie a lot. And I think I think it also collapsed under the weight of there being just an insane amount of CGI. I obviously I'm, I know that a lot of these movies, by and large, CGI, right? Yeah. But like, damn, it wasn't just backgrounds. It wasn't just locations. It wasn't just like 
you know, Thanos. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's not there, but everybody else is. It was everything you saw practically. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> like Ian McKellen wept because he had to talk to a tennis ball on a green screen during yeah. uh, 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 a Hobbit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hobbit. <laughs> he cried. Uh, he did. Apparently, he did yeah. because because he's cl- he's a classically trained Shakespearean actor. Yeah, he got into acting so he could act with yeah. people. It's a bastardization of his art form. Yeah, and he was like, "This is not, this is not what I do." That's fair. Man, he would have dropped dead if he was in this film. Like, yeah. it's insane. If if it sounds like we're being harsh, uh, we are, and. The reason is because this movie was promoted in such a way that they really, really tried to make us believe that this is going to be, you know, the best thing since sliced bread. And like I said, there were aspects of it that I enjoyed. And we'll get to that because I don't want to just rag on a movie for an hour. Well, I don't mind. (laughs) But uh, you know what? We're We're honest and we're going to be honest and. I did not think this was a good movie. I just, I just didn't. And so we'll continue to talk about it. And we're going to hit all the major points, but don't be surprised that this is the tone, unfortunately. And, and before we leave the CG talk, one last thing, let actors die. Like bringing up George Reeves, Christopher Reeves, you know, Adam West in this, let, let him go. Like, it's just, it doesn't, it feels icky to me, you know? All right. If you guys want to talk about that, then let's get into it. I am not for deep faking dead people yeah. at all in any in any in anything. I don't I think that's nasty. Um and I get why they wanted to do it at yeah. the same time. If this movie was called Crisis on Infinite Earths or something like that and it was a movie in which it really really felt like you could get value, like genuine value, not like, hey, look at all this, uh, you know, fan service. Look at all this like superhero porn that we're going to show you now. If they really had something hot, I would look past it, judge the action, but say, hey, you know what? That actually was cool. What was the reason that they had to do that in this movie called The Flash, where you all they showed practically was other heroes? They showed us, what was it, like four Supermen or something? Three, four Supermen? Uh, uh, three and yeah. one Supergirl. Yeah. One other Supergirl, yeah. yeah. And and I'm just talking about in, the, in that, uh, the multiverse scene. scene. Yeah. We got Adam West for no reason at all. Uh, an old version of The Flash. It's Jay Garrick. Yeah, yeah Jay Garrick. Thank you, Jay Garrick. All of that. Yeah, to be fair, that was new because there's never been a, a Jay Garrick before. Uh, sure. The the CW TV. I think show. that was the CW Jay Garrick to that actor as well. Uh, I don't think so. I I think I just read about this yesterday that that wasn't the case. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah, I don't think yeah. so. Because um, there, there were anyway. But I that's fine. But my problem is that it didn't need to happen. There's no yeah. narrative reason why they had to show us those things and blow that kind of thing off in a movie called The Flash. I just don't think it was necessary and to do something that cheap in a movie that really didn't need it or deserve it. It it makes it even worse. 
especially because I look bad. It, it looked bad, but especially because like the CW did it, they did a Crisis on Infinite Earths, and they honored all of that legacy way better. And you can say all you want about the CW quality. They put the heart into it. And frankly, I'm not convinced it's not better. They had fucking Brandon Ruth, who's supposed to be the Christopher Reeve sort of, you know, that character, you know, in modern times or whatever. That guy still exists. He's still around. He, why, why isn't, why wasn't he standing there? Why did they have to use Christopher Reeve? Why didn't they use uh, Melissa Benoit in uh, in place of the the Supergirl, uh, whose name unfortunately I'm I'm not sure of? Um, like we we would have understood that. We know what you're doing. I just I'm blown away. It- I don't want to like. I fall short of saying it was disgusting because that feels heavy, but um, it didn't feel like it was honoring. Yeah, yeah. To what Kale said, so uh, yeah, I didn't like that at all. But I'll tell you what I did like. Whenever the movie got to the point where Barry decided he was going to go back in time after his conversation with Bruce, which I also thought was okay, like it was a decent talk, um, and I like the fact that Bruce despite his parents obviously being dead as well. Um, he was like, look, man, that's not the way you don't, you don't do that. I thought he the dialogue, right. He understands the reality of it. Yeah. I, I thought the dialogue could have been a lot better uh, when Ben Affleck's Batman was telling him those things, but whatever, when he goes back to the past and he meets himself and he meets his mother, that part of the movie really, really like, that I started to get invested because one of the things that we talked about in Flashpoint that could have been better was that, well, Barry's parents weren't characters before uh, Flashpoint. They were just, yeah, he had parents, that's it. And the book didn't have much time to establish the relationship. This movie had a little bit more time. And I thought that they really did a good job with nailing um, Barry's relationship with his mother, which we never see in these kinds of movies. So I like that. And I really, really felt for him. I thought about my aunt. I thought about how good she's been to me. I thought about what I would give or what I would do to bring her back if if I had the power to do that. And I'd do anything. So I was able to connect with Barry's pain because of being able to see his relationship with his mom. And I thought that was good. There were a lot of times where I felt <laughs> where I felt like this film was an outline that became a script. But now that you're saying that, and I mean that in the way of like, this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and they just threw some dialogue on it. Now that you're saying that, I'll agree to a point that the the crux of the movie revolves around his relationship with his mother. And while Ezra was absolutely grating on screen, no matter what he did. So 200% of the movie, uh, the on-screen chemistry between 
the woman the woman who played his mother and Ezra uh, played Barry's mother. Uh, Maribel Verdu. It was great. She she felt like a mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know when when he leaves her for the last time, I gotta say she gave she gave him that mom hug, and I went. Damn, I miss my mom. <laughs> I lost, it. I, lost uh, it. I didn't feel anything at all for that, honestly. In fact, I think the end, the end of the movie pretty much posits that <laughs> Barry's a better person if his mom's dead. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, well, she exists, and she created a asshole. All right, good job, mom. I, did, uh, I, I just, yeah. I, I wasn't really feeling like. I think because I just dislike Barry as much, I did not care for what he, for what Barry cared for, you know? Um, yeah. So even though his mom seems like a great mom and, you know, I wasn't invested in Barry enough to then care about the thing he sought after in the movie, which is his mom and saving his mom. And, Um, and I'm ultimately, I am with you. I only say that because I do recognize like there were small pockets of times where I was like, where I caught myself before a cynical thought, you know, going where I'm just watching the film and I'm in it. And I remember being in it for the mom. Uh, But, you know, those moments and others that we'll get to, but they don't last long. Unfortunately, very fleeting. Yeah. And, like, and much like the flash. And that was something that I was super frustrated by um, was the fact that I thought there was a heart there. There was a soul in the movie. It existed, but it got bogged down in CG and Batman stuff and just random things that really didn't need to be there. Quite frankly, I think this movie uh, is more than one movie in one movie. I think that there should have been a Flash movie in yep. which he does normal Flash stuff and then it, and we learn about his feelings about his parents and all that good stuff and then a sequel in which he makes the decision to go back in time and do everything. Um, it just felt bloated in a movie that didn't need to feel bloated. Um, I, I, I like Kyle Chandler, the guy that played Barry's dad. But this was uncharacteristically awful. Uh, he, he was played by Ron Livingston. Oh, the other Kyle Chandler. <laughs> I, I can see how you get them mixed up, actually. <laughs> they're, they're the same guy. <laughs> I mean, they're not literally, but they look exactly the uh, yeah, same. Yep, yep. Um, but even still, like, I've seen that guy do a lot of... Stuff which I could be confusing for Kyle Chandler, but I know there is a difference between the two. Office space, I think, is the one people remember him from. Yeah, yeah. I I like that guy, and this felt bad. He had nothing to do. Like 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 a lot of the people here have nothing to chew on in terms of acting. We'll get to Supergirl wasted, like the parents wasted. Uh, The Snyder verse Justice League characters wasted. Um, I say, although Alfred had some fun, we had more fun in Alfred in this movie than a lot of a lot of other times we've seen Alfred. But I thought that 
every every character in the movie who was a pre-established character, someone we'd already seen, was worse here than anywhere else. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a big fan of Ben Affleck's Batman. I really, really like him. And I thought he did a great job in everything else. Uh, I don't think he had the opportunity to do a great job in this movie. Um, and he felt like Ben Affleck was realizing that as he was acting. Um, his two he, minutes in Suicide Squad was way better than this. <laughs> he doesn't. I don't even think he's credited as being in this movie because oh, he wasn't. He wasn't in the the credits that rolled. And then even on really uh, IMDb, he doesn't. Or rather, I'm sorry, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, where they list the cast wow. and crew, he's not there. So I don't know why that is. Sounds like a choice on his end, honestly. It it probably is because we also many moons ago discussed an interview that he did in which he talked about, you know, not really being happy with the way that things ended with DC. And this is the way they ended. Um, so has to he's, be on right he's, on, he's on IMDb. He's on. Oh, he is on IMDb. Yeah. But I don't think he was. I don't think he was in the credits that rolled. During the movie. Interesting. Interesting. I I saw last night someone posted a screenshot of the credits and he wasn't there. But maybe I'm being misled. Um, But in any event, um, Michael Keaton, you know, we're going to talk about him a lot. Played some people's favorite Batman of all time. Hmm. Um, And I don't think that that's an unreasonable opinion. In this movie, uh, he's Batman. He's, you know, Bruce Wayne. But so, so limited in what he's allowed to do. Uh, he's presented as a nut. Like he's he's kind of like a um, like I guess like maybe a Howard Hughes is a is a decent example. Fair. Um, type of rich person who is is reclusive and stays at home. He grew out his hair, his hair, he got weird. Um and nothing like you expect Bruce Bruce Wayne to be. Was it weird to you guys that he had all the answers for the multiverse, that he knew everything about it, even though, by and large, by all accounts, there are no other, like, real superheroes in this in this world? He, he probably hasn't encountered any of that. Well, we know that this Batman at least fixed Gotham. Um, so he's maybe a little more... Adept, but like but like we're we don't live in that world enough to actually know the status of the world you know what i mean like yeah I don't yeah know. uh i think i think the implication of like this bruce wayne is that or at least this is where i took it because the film doesn't really do a good job of telling you why things are the way they are um the guy that played alfred in the tim burton and joel schumacher's films uh died a few years ago now yeah my assumption is that it's been you know this amount of time in that world and since gotham is uh you know a haven now he just he spends his time in his library and he's become reclusive and he can think about all sorts of things and i I don't even think he was he had all the answers of like the multiverse as it is it was more just like the concept i just i don't know how he would even know about the like in my mind if there are no other superheroes and no multiverse stuff going on it's hard for me to wrap my head around why he would be able to so like he was exactly right 
And I just don't get how he would know that. But I digress. Um, yeah, I, it's a, it's that thing of like, well, we don't have superheroes, but we know about the idea of the multiverse. I, I guess. Uh, but our guesses <laughs> are as good as anyone's as to what's correct. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I sort of think it's just, you know, uh, that's what they wanted it to be. So that's you know, it's a hot tub time machine thing. Yeah. Uh, that that was I thought that was weird. Um, but I I guess I enjoyed it. I guess I enjoyed that Michael Keaton was there as as Batman. Um, I would have preferred if he had his own movie because I thought he was saddled with you know not great stuff to do. Um, and playing second fiddle, you know, third fiddle, I guess, to two berries to, to a worse actor at that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I wanted to like it so much more, the Batman aspects. I really did. It was too much. It should, he shouldn't have even been in the movie maybe, but I wanted to like it more than I was able to. And they kill him. Like it, it feels so unceremonious for, for Keaton's character. It felt, and and there were times when Barry specifically is like talking to his work colleagues, or when you know our Barry, not my Barry, uh, our Barry is with younger Barry's roommates, and then sort of that death scene where it was like this feels like a parody of a superhero movie. It feels like a not another teen movie superhero movie. Like, it, it just took it to levels that of just like, this is absurd. You know how, um, you know how, like, when we saw Infinity War and we saw those characters die, like, it was really crazy. Yeah. Um, and it was shocking. Well, what if they showed us that and then they immediately showed it again and then again and then again and then again? That's what this felt like by the time because they showed Batman and Supergirl dying so many times that I stopped caring. And I, I can't imagine how that's a good thing. I got the point. I knew what they were trying to do. It, it's the point was fine. But even the first death that Batman has right where the, 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 the ship explodes, his, his plane, mm-hmm. the Batplane explodes. We didn't even get a facial react like we didn't even get to see like. This is Batman dying on, on on screen. That's never happened in a movie. Yeah, they don't, don't play I, that up. You know? Yeah, it didn't matter. He just like, and he just crashes. That's it. To this day, when I see Spider-Man die, I tear up from Infinity War. I can't handle it. I didn't give a damn that Batman died. It was trivial. Well, now you know how I feel when that clip of Spider-Man dying comes up. But at least, even if you don't like that, they tried to make it matter. Yeah. 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 Can we talk about uh, how useless Supergirl is in this movie? Uh, I I liked it. I liked her. I think yeah. I think similar to Michael Keaton. I hope she gets another chance so, with something else somewhere down the line. I hope they see her in this. And they go, damn, we need to put her in everything. Because I liked her. I didn't. And I'm not sure it's the actress's fault. That's uh, Sasha Kaye, I believe. Uh, I don't know how to say her last name, unfortunately. But yeah. Callie could be. Callie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I I don't know if it's Sasha's fault. But like, 
her 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 role can be diminished to uh monotone talking and screaming and then jumping between the two. Um that's fucking all Barry was. I know, I know, and there's an issue with it. And like she is just a a MacGuffin for Zod, who is just Michael Shannon in a CG mask. Like it's not even he's not even there. I don't think Shannon was ever on set for anything. Um it, 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 it she's wasted like she dies like we see her die multiple times like you said like keaton's thing but like at least with keaton's batman they can try and bait me with you know like oh this is keaton's batman that's dying i just met this character this supergirl i feel nothing for her you know um that her her emotional the emotional weight of her is is put on the shoulders of caring about the fact that she cares for a kal-el that doesn't exist in this world what does that mean? I, I don't. I don't like it. telling. I, I don't know. Again. I came at it a little differently. I cared about. I cared about her because she was um, captive, and I thought that was horrible. And I was hoping she was going to get some revenge um, and kick some ass. No, which she kicks ass, and I loved watching her fight. That's another thing. I thought her fighting and when she fought Zod and, and all that, sure. I thought that was awesome. That was just like Man of Steel. I still think Man of Steel has some of the best action in any superhero movie. But compare that to the way the Flash looked when he was doing things. I was like, what the hell is this? This is garbage. In reference to the Flash, when he was running around, he looked dumb. When he was doing anything with his powers, it just looked completely silly. When Supergirl was beating the shit, out of everybody. Yeah. I was like, yo, where's this movie? Yeah, I wish I, I was that. I want that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, Bar- Barry, the way Barry runs is like, is it supposed to look like a speed skater for real life? Like, like, it's just. That's, well, let's start with the suit. That suit oh, no. looked like when, when it looked like when an artist like tries to take on their own thing. You know, and they just give it weird angles and they try to take a different approach. And just like it looked weird. Dude looked like he was cosplaying as a dog's dick. Like it just didn't <laughs> look it's just this weird red rubbery thing sticking out, you know? Um wow. I've gone that far, but I, I can't disagree. <laughs> it didn't look comfortable, didn't look like it could move, and I know like that was supposed to be a joke in the movie, you know, a recurring joke. And guess um, what? It wasn't funny. No, it wasn't. And Half of the time it was only in CG. You know, there was a couple only like, like only the static shots of the flash were were him in an actual suit. Um, the like I, Eternals, not the best movie, but the way they showed super speed in that movie, I thought it was very good. Probably the best super speed I've seen in the movie. Even Akari. Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. Um, it's more akin to this, but that was more entertaining. That was cool. That was um, uh, listen. I'll go out on a limb here. The CW Flash yeah. is a lot better than this. Yeah. And also, how do you feel the, about about the fuel, the fuel, uh, the ca- caloric intake being a lot Man. more like this is a hard rule for the Flash? I don't, I don't hate it in theory. Sure, but the way they do it was just—it yeah. was obnoxious. Just like everything else in this film. Yeah, I don't like the the Apple Watch fuel gauge thing and like it's he, ugly on the suit and, to go to yeah. go back to the babies like he he specifically 
does a fake out instead of like, you know, going to save all the babies while he's hungry and using his powers and being a hero. He vores himself on a fucking vending machine and we have to watch him eat like a fucking Twitch streamer. It was disgusting. I'll watch the whale if I want to see that. Thank you. It was awful. Let's uh let's <laughs> let's shift gears. Um so you might have noticed that in the promotion for the film, the only villain that we saw was obviously Michael Shannon Zod, who to me was the most uh the most harmed in this movie. Because I think that General Zod from Man of Steel is the best villain of the DC movies so far. And go ahead. I want to be clear here. General Zod was the most harm. Michael Shannon did fine. (laughs) My man phoned it in and he got a massive paycheck. You you see his response on it? Fine. He's like, yeah, I didn't really (laughs) find that fulfilling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He talked about it. Um, That that dude got away with it. (laughs) But, you know, he got away with a bag that they gave him to, to, to just do nothing really, which was sad. But um, so I thought coming into this movie, Oh, okay. Yeah. Obviously the second Barry is bad eventually and will become reverse flash or something like that. Well, that didn't exactly happen. Uh, he, he does eventually become sort of bad and he is kind of the main antagonist of the movie, if you will. Uh, I guess Barry ultimately is the antagonist of the movie. Um, and there's a sequence where the two Barrys are, you know, they, they realize that they can't, they can't stop Zod from winning. At least old Barry realizes. Our Barry. Young Barry can't accept it. Yeah. So he keeps doing it over and over and over again. We keep being forced to watch these characters die. Now there's a point at which he gets stabbed. And he gets stabbed in his arm and, you know, it's there. And then he keeps it there for some crazy reason. And then the next time they go back to this sequence, he gets stabbed again. And he keeps getting stabbed in different parts of his body until his entire body is obscured in what looks like a, a, an armor, but it's actually these, you know, uh, these pieces of what he was stabbed with just all over his body. Yeah, it's like a Kryptonian super blade or whatever. Some kind of weapon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of all the villains that the Flash has, of all the things you could have done, introduced, you know, given us something interesting, maybe Professor Zoom, you know, I don't care, whatever it is. That was not on my bingo card. And it might be the very worst of any type of like villain presentation that I've seen other than Galactus in Fantastic Four 2. Complete garbage. At, I mean, at least we didn't have to look at the utter horror that would have been the Fantastic Two, Fantastic Four 2 Galactus. Like all we got was the, the shadow or whatever. Yeah. That, uh, listen, that redeems that. <laughs> I, oh man, it's, I sort of found it compelling. 
but the way it's executed was bad. The uh, uh, alternate Barry is debilitated after a gunshot wound, right? Um, in the knee. Yeah, but yeah, right. he can have an entirety, the entire hundred percent of his body pierced with Kryptonian armor for eons and just laughing. Yeah. He's just shrugging it I, off. <laughs> to be fair, the first time you're shot probably really fucking sucks. Sure. But are we in the, are we supposed to believe he's in a constant state of phase for particular, just, I don't know. Like it, it, the, 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 how of it was set up and then ignored. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then that, speaking yeah, of like, that's it. Of like dark flash and like reverse flash and stuff, they do not address or even care about who killed Barry's mom. It's not yeah. touched. Oh my god, you're so right. It they don't they don't address the whole issue is my dad didn't do it. How do I save my dad? How do I they don't talk about who killed my mom? He doesn't care. So it very well fuck it could have been his dad. <laughs> Like, it, it could have been a reverse flash. Like, it's not brought up at all in the movie. She's stabbed in the heart. Man, I didn't even clock that. So, Damn. So, first of all, Tyler, I'm so glad you brought that up. I did not clock that either. The movie's right there. That's the movie. Yes, yes. That's, that, th- that's the movie. Who killed my mom? That's the mystery. Yeah. No, you know, yeah, villain, you know who the villain is? A can of tomatoes instead. That's what it is. If I know for a fact that my dad didn't do it, which he does, you know, he does know it for a fact. Who did? Yeah. Oh, shit. It was uh, reverse flash. I wanted to make you a better hero. I know because I've looked at all the different multiverses. The only way you become the hero you need to be is if your mother dies. Yeah. That's that's a movie. In, in Andy Machete, I guess, in, in Flash Press, he said, you know, somebody brought that up to him, like after the movie's come out. And he's like, well, yeah, it's probably got to be reverse Flash, right? Jesus Christ. Why would you say that? This that's how you didn't tell even us? make a movie. I was mad, man. This movie made me mad. <laughs> you know, and you know what's, what's doubly upsetting about Ugh. that, Tyler? Is the fact that I don't mind that. Like, if that's what you're going to tell me, that, wow, yeah, we're going to address this later, okay. There's nothing in the movie that even makes you, the watcher, think about who killed her. They don't care. It's, the movie is not invested in that. If, I've seen, if I see my mom stabbed in the heart, I know my dad didn't do it. I, like, like, I right. want to get my dad, oh, I want to get my dad off. I want to get my dad uh, exonerated. <laughs> I was wondering um, when that joke was going to come up. Yeah, um, and... Sure, that's the thing. But that would bother me. Like, who killed my mom? <laughs> like, it's just... Yeah, the, the whole film is framed around... No, it's not even framed around who killed my mom. It's that I have to stop the murder. The, the, if she didn't go to the grocery the, store, or if my dad didn't have to go to the grocery store, then she won't die. Never once does it cross Barry's mind, oh, I should stick around and see who killed her. Yeah, also, like, who's... How is his dad going to stop that? This dude is supposed to be a crime scene investigator. And this motherfucker never even thinks, oh, I should find out who the uh, criminal is. I, hey, listen, I have my rating. I'm done. Yeah. I was, I was going to be uh, a little more generous. I'm, I'm out. Um, 
all right we'll we'll wrap this up in a moment uh wow that is it's a damning pothole i cannot believe that. that is not addressed the question of who killed my mom does not come up Jesus in a movie Christ. where his mom gets uh, killed what the okay what the hell have we missed and i i'm sure there are people who will hear this and say well guys that's called you know storytelling they're gonna get to that yeah bad storytelling <laughs> but what, what, what? even in even in the flashpoint comic book um you know which this was sort of based on you know there is an encounter with uh reverse flash i get them confused professor zoom and reverse flash so if i'm wrong you're right reverse but it, flash. it was, it it was reverse flash yeah okay there is a sequence in that book where we do see reverse flash and he does talk about like yeah you did this because you know blah 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 the way it's it's framed in the book is different than the movie in the sense that in the movie we already know and barry already knows that he you know slipped into another another time or another reality the the, the, the solution's there too instead of the reverse uh, dark flash i think he's called in this movie um instead of him pushing barry out of the chrono bowl or whatever the hell they called it they oh. could have just they could have just showed him killing his mom like the same outcome comes out and but except you have an answer to a huge question um not touched even the even again not to keep going back to the cw show but i mean like everything else uh surrounding this character for some reason this is the story they have to keep regurgitating uh they go back to it at least once a season. Yep. There are multiple people killed this mom. <laughs> and multiple versions of Barry at different points in the show see it. Yep. Like there are points where Barry's watching himself, watching himself, watching himself as a kid trying to figure out who killed his mom. <laughs> this movie like, made me want to watch the CW show more. <laughs> I, I just Good for Greg like, Gustin, I guess. It's canceled, so not anymore. I don't know. Um, they wait, ended wait. it the way they wanted it to. Oh, I thought you said Grant Gustin got canceled. <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, what well, they ended it the way they wanted it to, but the CW verse is is over. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, it's done. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it was nine seasons too. So Flash was nine seasons. Yeah. yeah dog. Damn, they got that off. Wow. Um. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's storytelling, then I think there's some aspect of that question that the movie would want the, the viewer to ask. The movie doesn't seem concerned with that, so that's unfortunate. Um, to be honest, there's really not a lot more to say. Um, I do have one one more. Yeah, shoot. Um, this movie was supposed to be the reset, for the, or, or it was talked about as being the reset for the DC universe going forward for, for movies, mm. or... or it 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 is part of it, you know. It's part of that new DCU. Um, the end of the movie, the the post credit scene with with Barry and Aquaman is is the most obvious. Let's put the scene in because we have two more. We have another movie to sell that we're just gonna probably drop afterwards. But we need to explain it because Barry's like, That's yeah, right. this universe has changed, but not you, Aquaman. You're the same. <laughs> Because we already made that movie. <laughs> um, it's so blatant. Um, and I don't know what this... this Even even like the, the last scene with George Clooney. Like, he's Bruce Wayne again. Wh- what does that mean? That was what fun. Do you, 
does that mean he's he's the Batman for Brave and the Bold? No. Because still be Andy Muschietti is directing that, that now, you know? It, it doesn't mean anything. This I is know, not, and that's a problem. This is not. Do not fall for the fucking banana in the tailpipe. This is not the lead-in to the new DC. It's not. Yeah. I, I felt like met. they had to sort of hype it up because they had to sell the tickets. You know what I mean? Which is what I've been saying since the movie was announced as still coming in. Like, they're going to hype this up as being important, but it's not going to be important. But they can't tell us that because they need us to go see the movie. The, the Flash movie, as far as I know, for years before there was a James Gunn involved, was going to be a Flashpoint type yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. So day one. Yeah. So if that's the case, then the ending of the movie was always going to involve some sort of goofiness like what we saw. Yep. I put no stock at all into it. The reason why George Clooney was there is because Ben Affleck has no interest in ever appearing again as Batman. And so if they decide that they want to return to that version of Bruce Wayne, now that's George Clooney. That's it. And they won't. Right. Like the only reason they got George Clooney to do it is because he didn't have to show up in the suit. And you know how I know that I'm right? Because if I was wrong, that would mean that there would be two Batman in the same universe because George Clooney is not playing Batman in Brave and the Bull. And it's not even intended to be the same Ben Affleck Batman from the DC universe that we've just been watching. a new Batman. It's a new Batman altogether. Is, They're casting and everything. It is not even supposed to be George Clooney's Batman. You know what no, I mean? It, no. Yeah, right. It's another. It's just another yeah. Batman that you know has a kid and all that good stuff. Brain hurt. Brain hurt. No, don't overthink it. It's not worth it. It's not. There, Sean gave the perfect metaphor nothing because that's sense, what this film is. It's a banana in the tailpipe. This car is going to explode. It's nothing. Do you, so with the announcement that Andy, Andy Machete is doing Brave and the Bold. I'm not going to see that shit. Is that that's not a I don't know if that's a good sign. I you know what? This is a movie in which I don't hold any aspect of anything we didn't like. I don't hold it against anybody that was creatively involved. I don't think this was a, a movie that suffered from a lack of creative ambition. I think it's a movie that suffered from overambition on the part of executives who needed this movie to be multiple things at the same time. And I don't think it's fair to Andy Muschietti. I don't think it's fair to even Ezra Miller, who I don't care for, but I don't think it's fair to them. I don't think it's fair to Michael Keaton or anybody else that this movie was this way. I mean, I just don't think it was shot well, though. That's the thing, you know? Like, that's still a director choice. 100%. But, you know... Uh, I just feel like, you know, the same way people always say, oh, well, you can't hold it against the Marvel, you know, creators because, you know, they have all these overseers and people they need to answer for. This is the one DC movie I've ever seen where I feel like that, that, uh, that reprieve or that grace applies. I would like to see what Andy Machete wants to do next because I didn't think, I thought there were aspects of this that were good, but the stuff that wasn't, is very clearly, in my opinion, stuff that came from up there. He didn't make his own Flash movie. He made Warner Brothers Flash movie that they wanted. 
Did you did you see did you catch his uh Hitchcockian cameo at the end there? I did. Uh, he was the one that was about to eat the that that glizzy and then Flash oh. takes it. Yeah. Nice. Oh. Um I'll give one thing to this movie. I like the score. I like Okay. I hated it. Really? Okay. I liked how it felt like a Burton. It felt like somebody mimicking Burton because they had that to do the problem. thing. That was my um, problem. And I just I like that kind of swelly kind of score a little it's not modern at all. It's not a modern Hans Zimmer score. It is kind of weird. It's, it doesn't feel like an MCU score. It feels like something of old, and I enjoyed that, even though it was very much, we have Tim Burton at home. Um, yeah. I, I did not like the score. There were, st- like, most of, in most movies, the score, unless it's, like, exceptional, is something I don't even clock. Sure. Uh, that's just not how my brain works. Uh, in this, I it bugged me. Uh, be, I think because it was trying to be an homage to all of those things all at once, and it like it felt like it was going all the time, and it was just it was too much. Fair. All right. And, and sorry, I meant thoughts. to say Danny Elfman oh. score, not Tim Burton's. You said Hans Zimmer. But you meant Danny Elfman. <laughs> I meant I meant it doesn't sound like Hans Zimmer. What would right. be a modern thing? Uh, he said yeah. we have Tim Burton at home. He meant we have Danny Elfman. At home. Yeah. Um. Final thoughts. I didn't like this movie. I really genuinely went into it hoping to love it. Um, I didn't go to it wanting to dislike it. I didn't go into it thinking, well, I don't like Ezra, so I'm not going to like this movie. No, I wanted to like it. And I just did it. Uh, I feel like this was a movie that was the most obvious made by committee movie of all time. Uh, you know, people said that about Age of Ultron. But this one to me was far more egregious than that. Yeah. I think this movie had severe problems. I think there was a lack of thought about certain aspects that really should have been considered. And I think based on the CG quality, it needed probably another six months or more before it was ready to be seen by people. I have a very, very hard time understanding how James Gunn says this is the great, one of the greatest superhero movies he's ever seen. Yeah. And there are a lot of really uh, intelligent people whose opinions I respect that say they really like this movie. And I don't judge what other people enjoy. That's up to you. I don't understand. Things we were told privately by yeah. big people. I don't get it. Oh, I do. You're you're invested, you know? Well, but Gail Simone's not. She said she loved it. Did she get a a thanks at the end? I don't see why she would, but I don't don't think she's. I I don't think think Gail Simone's that type of person anyway. Gail Simone is cool. She liked it, and and I believe that. It's just hard to to understand. Especially as a writer, I don't see how it makes sense. This, This is a four- because wow. it's a four because I really bought in on the the Barry relationship with his mother. That hooked me. I really wish they had done more, not just with them, but like more emotional stuff in the movie, more depth. It felt schlocky in a lot of ways. Out of 10. This was out of me. Four, yeah, four out of 10. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a three out of 10 on this. Um, I couldn't find anything redeeming, really. 
it's not lower because I didn't walk out. You know what I mean? Like if I walk out of a movie, then you're at like you're at like a one. You know? I've only done that one time. But what oh, was, what was it? It was the movie Haywire with Gina Carano. Oh wow, good fucker. <laughs> um, mine was George of the Jungle. Yep. Oh. Mine was Cat in the Hat. Valid, valid. That was a horrifying movie. movie. Yeah. Uh, I have no such qualms. Zero out of ten. This Hell movie. Yeah. Hell yeah. Especially looking back now that we have, especially now that we've had this conversation, the times where I felt something in the movie where it's, you know, running me along the track, it's minecart carnage, it's leading me to a, 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 a an abyss. You're, you're in the, the, the Indiana Jones minecart to the Temple of Doom. <laughs> I'm, it's funky, it's a fucking Donkey Kong, and I'm slipping <laughs> off the rails. Like, the, the, the music was too much. The characters were nothing. The story, the story ends up being nothing. <laughs> and I, I genuinely cannot forgive that. And I, I do not see how there can be a future in any rational world for this film. But I know it's going to happen. And I'm furious about it. One kudos goes out. No. For me. Well, I'll, for I'll, me. Give, I'll, I'll give one. Marketing. They really put their whole bussy into <laughs> trying to trying to. <laughs> I think that's the problem base. with the whole thing. Yeah. I will say I probably would have enjoyed this movie more had I never seen one single trailer. Because then at least it would have been like, oh shit, Michael Keaton's yeah, Batman is back. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. I felt like I sorry. Yeah. No, that's all. I cannot stress enough how annoying. Having two Ezra Millers on screen. I know we've sort of talked about it. We didn't go as in depth as I wanted to go on it. It's having two Sheldon Coopers screaming in your ear for two two and a half hours. I'd prefer that. It's, it's okay. <laughs> oh, you know what? You remind me of something else I really liked about the movie. Oh fuck! I was ready to end it. Um, so. The movie does something that I thought was pretty slick. It circumvents having to be an origin story by showing us Barry's origin through the young Barry. We see how he got his powers. We see his relationship with his parents before they were gone. We see all this stuff. And I thought that that was a very, very smart way to bake an origin story into a movie that really doesn't need one um, or that doesn't want to bog itself down with one. So I really liked that. And the other thing I really liked was that Seeing how annoying he was, or yeah, seeing how annoying he was as a young person or made been, yeah. old Barry change. And from sort of around the time that like the powers shift, Barry, old Barry becomes closer, not the same, certainly not, closer to the Barry of the comics that I'm aware of, uh, and that he's a little bit more serious than he was in his other appearances. Uh, as you know, uh, Ezra's other appearances as Flash. So I like that. Can I bring up one more thing? Too? One more thing that uh, if you liked it, p- a plot hole uh, oh. that I that I hate. Um, so we see Barry's origin in his in his makeshift suit when he's trying to save people from Zod's thing in the, in the original 
continuity, Man of Steel. Um, and then we see this little kid with his dad, and Barry cannot save the dad, but he saves the kid. Then in this alternate universe, we see the same father and son yeah. dying by Zod, and then nothing. He never gets the redemption from that. Well, they set up the redemption. Doesn't matter. It's, yeah, it's a different universe, so who cares? But, but then why even show it? You know what I mean? Like, why show those two characters again if you weren't think, going to have one of them make the... Re- like, it's like showing a gun and then never using it, you know? I think... Oh, God. I'm not going to defend this movie. I think <laughs> it's because that's how bad old Barry is making this situation. Is that even his that's one... Trash. The one thing he wanted to redeem... Young Barry can't even do that because old Barry is there messing everything up. I also like the implication that, God, apparently I love things about this movie, that um, the reason why young Barry is like this and is more reckless and more careless and goofier is because he still has his mom. Not that he's a worse person, but that because he still has his mother, he hasn't actually dealt with loss. So life is not that serious to him. Whereas for older Barry, it is because he experienced a loss. Now that uh, makes a monster out of the Barry that we've come to know from these other movies, because if that's the case, why wasn't he serious in those? But I like that idea. Half-baked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I think applies to this movie. Yeah. And half-baked. that's where we're going to leave. Well, at least like a cookie dough is good half-baked, you know, but... <laughs> Uh. unfortunate maybe you guys felt differently from us let us know your thoughts about the flash clearly a lot of people also enjoyed the movie um so if you want to offer your your opinion please do feel free uh we are open to that uh if you are interested in hearing more from us then you can do so by checking us out all over the internet if you're watching this on youtube we have an incredible back catalog of episodes that you can check out if you're listening to this on podcast hosting platforms, there's also a huge backlog. So uh, take your pick. Uh, We go live every single Saturday at 10, 15 a.m. Eastern for our main show. That's where we talk about comics. That's where we talk about the news of the comics and film industry as it relates to comics. So we covered every step of the way of the Flash's production on our main show, things of that nature. Thursdays on Pals Pulls, that's our comics review show. So that's where we take five books that released that week and we dissect them and break them down. So if you're into things like that, you have a home here. Check us out on Discord as well. We've got a link to that in the description. Everything else at the Comics Pals. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, take care, guys. See you next film.